You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show, the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in, if you'd like to participate in the show, please feel free to do so. The phone number here is 608-501-0718. New callers go directly to the front of the line. I don't think we have any new callers today. I do have to keep it a little bit short today because, well, this is, she's my fourth podcast of the day. I did the bonus podcast. I did the regular podcast. I'm doing this podcast, and I did the uh, Matt Ramage podcast. So I am sorry about getting this one out late to you, but it is what it is. Ryan, what's going on, Maine? Hey, Ryan. It's uh, Ryan Santos, man. What's up? It's, it's- it's 11.35 on Monday, and uh, Joe Barry hasn't been fired yet. Oh, yeah. Just all of the see, you know. Things are going to get real interesting now, because this is when the expectation has been set and not met. So this is going to be rough. If we're getting the, um, you know, if we're getting the tools together, and if we're riding out at dawn uh, <laughs> to take care of this ourselves, um, I don't think LaFleur or Goody are going to take care of it, so... Something needs to be done. We just give them a little nudge. You know, I tell my kids violence isn't the answer, but <laughs> I mean, in reality. It's amazing how violent this show has gotten. Jersey Mike's going to get his house burned down. Joe Barry's going to get attacked. I'm worried that I'm going to have lawyers at my house pretty soon. It's, you know, I don't condone this just for the record. This is naughty activity. Don't do it. Kind of is, man. So we got to do something. <laughs> Ah, what an serious this man. I, I, I can't believe this man is not fired yet. Um, just give us something. You know, we're probably not getting the playoffs. Maybe we'll get another win or two. You know, just enough to just, to just bruise everything. Not enough for the playoffs and just to get it right comfortably and like pick 16 or 17 or something crazy. But, um, yeah, something needs to be done. So the least they can do is give us our Super Bowl for 2020. Uh, 2023 to 2024 season, fire Joe Barry, and Jordan Love just looks better in these last three games. Give us something, man. Gosh. Taking everything. Can't have anything, man. I tell you. <laughs> All right, Ryan. Bye. 2025 would be sweet, man. We get the draft, and then we then we ride off into the Super Bowl, carry that over into 2026. That That is like the – that's a fairy tale right there, man. Get a little bit of snow during the draft, you know? <sighs> snow in the Super Bowl. I, probably not, but you know it could be snowing here and then the Super Bowl somewhere else. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just thinking out loud. What's up, Ryan? It's A. A. Ron from Beauclair. Um I think everything's been said about the game that probably needs to be said in terms of the poor quality of it. Um, I, I was uh, going to say it's, it's one of those things where 
at this point, it's kind of like, um, you know, when you go bowling and, uh, and you, you know, kind of bowl, well, at least for me, I'm not a very good bowler. You throw the ball and then you kind of watch it slowly go towards the gutter or just hit a couple of pins on the edge. Yep. And the whole time you're kind of, you know, moving your body the other direction to try to will it into the center and it's just not happening. That's how I feel like watching this Packers defense That's a great, weekly. Yeah. You're like, you know, you're always kind of teetering. You see that someone, you know, someone got open and the ball's coming their way. And you kind of go, ah, please, please, please go the other direction. Please yeah. don't make it. And then, boom, 60-yard gain. Okay, that was a gutter ball, <laughs> to use the bowling analogy. Um it's kind of that feeling where you just, you know, you see someone about to make a tackle and you go, oh, come on, you're just, just oh, shoot, gutter ball. Um, that's just how I felt watching this Packers defense for so many years now. And it's so one of those things where it's like it's either they either play unbelievably well in like one or two games where it just seems like they – finally figure something out but it's completely unsustainable and then they go back to their habitual you know missing tackles being blowing coverage and all that stuff it's hard for me to even really know or understand what a good defense for the Packers would look like um, other than to kind of just imagine the other team you know having a harder time accomplishing things or tighter coverage or you know what I don't I don't really it's I'm losing my ability to really imagine what a good defense should look like um so I don't know I'm uh like Mike Daniel said you know it's just kind of been like a, a thing I wonder if it's sort of like a you know, you get used to something being a certain way, and then it's just really hard to stop being that way, you know. So, um, anyways, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think I think that was a great way to describe the defense, and I think we could all probably relate to that, just that sort of that feeling of like, you know, it's 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 right there. Like, I, I still kind of believe, and it's like, come on, especially third down. It's like that, come on, please. You, I know you can do this. Come on. And then they don't, and it's like, God, you stupid freaking ball. Bowling thing's also embarrassing because you're, like, doing all that work just to not roll a gutter, <laughs> you know? It's not like, oh, come on, I'm almost at a strike. It's like, no, please don't embarrass me. You suck. Which also parallels the Packers where it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm not like, come on, we're so close to pitching a shutout here. No, it's like, please don't suck again. I can't take it. I just want to hit a pin today. But yeah, I mean, you know, on the podcast tomorrow, I talk a little bit about the Devondre Campbell thing. And just it, my biggest fear at this point is that similar to what you said about Mike Daniels, like there, there's a culture there. Um, and I, I'm, I'm hopeful that removing Joe Barry and putting somebody else in there can help. But I wonder if Matt LaFleur went ahead and made himself part of the problem. And I really hope he didn't, but I, I have a feeling he did by, you know, wanting to constantly get Joe Barry's back in these situations. And so now you throw the players under the bus to protect Joe Barry, and then Joe Barry leaves, and what are you left with? 
a bunch of defensive players that are pissed off at you for what you did and said and how you treated them. Okay, I, I don't know that any of this is true. It's just a hunch. But all we can do is hope for some optimism that that isn't the case and that uh, the, the message will be sent to the players when Joe Barry is let go. Somebody else can come in, change the culture, take over the defense, and just just fix it, man. Just freaking fix it. Hey, it's Aaron again. I was just uh, going to continue um, with a final thought about the defense and kind of having a hard time understanding what what a good defense should look like because I feel like with offense, it's just, you know, how many yards, how many points, how many completions did you get? Um, and it's a little more easy to tell if the offense had a really good performance just based on the productivity, whereas defense... Um, it's, uh, it's harder to kind of gauge what aspects of a defense are working and not working because you, you could say, you know, even good defenses give up yards, give up touchdowns, give up first downs, um, every game. So it's not sort of like complete total domination that you necessarily look for to measure a good defense um, because there's always going to be some variability that takes away the total dominance unless you get the occasional game. Uh, But, you know, points allowed, all that stuff, obviously is a big thing, yards allowed. But I don't know. At this point, it's kind of just like, well, um, there have been some sort of justifications in, at times of like, well, you know, they bend but don't break, but that just means they give up a lot of yards um, and then hold the field goals more often than touchdowns. Um, but that, to me, that's not a great defense, you know? Right. Um, a good a good defense to me puts up resistance right, exactly. on a regular basis. And... Of course, sometimes we'll be more dominant and sometimes less dominant. Sometimes maybe lay an egg, which is just normal uh, human performance, you know. But I think the I think the thing that has bothered us as Packers fans for years is just the lack of resistance. Just like, oh, they're just having whatever they want. Um, yep. So game over. So that's frustrating. I hope that can change. I hope that can change with uh, future defensive coordinators. And maybe the thing is they haven't, you know, people have said like, oh, well, uh, it's all <clears throat> the same regardless of the defensive coordinator. Well, there's only been a few since Aaron Rodgers has been the quarterback, Tom Capers, Mike Patton, and Joe Barry. Maybe they just haven't picked good defensive coordinators. So, yeah, I don't know. Love to know your thoughts. I, I, yeah, and I, I talked about that recently, uh, probably shortly after you called, but it was, you know, yesterday's episode or whatever. But just talking about, you know, the bend, don't break thing, I think is BS. I don't think anybody actually plans to be bend, don't break. I think that's an effect of a style of defense, which is a conservative style of defense. Um, but the goal isn't to give up yards. It's just an effect. And, and listen, first of all, if you want to be an effective team that gives up yards and not points, fine. Let me give you an example. The 2023 49ers are ninth in yards and second in points. They give up more yards than they do points, but they're top 10 in both. 
and uh, they're the number two defense in terms of points. So let's call that Ben don't break, because they don't break. You break, bro. (laughs) The Packers are down to 17th in points, 23rd in yards. I'm sorry, is, is Ben don't break, does that mean you have to give up almost the most yards of any team? And also you suck at giving up points? And you dropped from like, what, 11th in points to 17th in points after playing teams like the Giants? Who I think is the 31st ranked offense in football? No. And you're, you're right. I mean, listen, don't overthink it, man. This, this whole strategy thing of, of like, you know, we got to be conservative. We got to make sure they don't get explosive plays, which as I will talk about tomorrow on the podcast, hilariously, we were one of the worst teams in football at stopping deep passing. So there's a freaking fail for you. But don't don't freaking get cute, especially with defense. Like, I think you can get away with that with offense trying to be cute. You know, you think back in, you know, the, the mid-teens with, with the Packers, and they always had a, 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 the, the label of being soft. Defensively, that means you suck. Offensively, you can be soft and get away with it, right? They, they weren't like a, a, a grinding football team. They were more delicate and precise. But their offensive linemen were freaking technicians. Like, they weren't necessarily road graders, but you couldn't get past them in, with your pass rush because we got technicians. And Rodgers was a technician. We're just better than you. You can get away with freaking a a ballet routine on offense. Defense, though, you you gotta smash people in the freaking mouth. It starts with tackling and rallying to the football. Like it's old school crap, dude. It's trench warfare, man. And, and you know, there's some element to that on offense. I'm not saying it's good to be um, you know, quote unquote soft on. I'm just saying I think you can get away with it more if you're good enough. Defense, I just don't think that's a thing. I can't think of a single, as I've said before, I can't think of a single defense. Think about the best defenses you've ever seen. Are they bend, don't break, or are they suffocating? They're suffocating. Listen, I have never had dread going up against a team that allowed you to get yards. That's just not a thing. Every every defense, you think about Tampa Bay, not this year. I'm talking like when we played them and lost in the playoffs. That defense... You couldn't get a yard on the ground. They were a suffocating run defense with Ndamukong Sue and Vita Vea and the, and the boys up front and the linebackers that they had or have. I don't even, I think they got one left. You couldn't get a freaking yard on the ground. They were so physical. I, I've, I've never in my life, I mean, really think about this. Try to remember a time when you, you were really fearful of going up against a bend, don't break defense and what you were afraid of is like, man, I mean, it's not hard to get first downs. It's not hard to move down the field, but they just don't let you get touchdowns, man. And it, they're so frustrating because you can get down the field and, and, and they'll give you, you know, some field goal opportunity, but they score touchdowns and you, you know, and then you fly down the field and they just stop you in the red zone every time. That's never been a description of a good defense ever, ever. There's never, there's never been a good defense in which it's kind of easy to pick up first downs. Every yard is like freaking pulling teeth, dude. Like, I'm just I'm just trying to get a first down here, man. Can you, you know what I mean? That is every, that is the description of every good defense ever. So if your general philosophy is, is sort of a bend, don't break philosophy, I know you're not going to be a great defense because you're not even trying to be a great defense. We're, we're, we're just going to forfeit those yards there because, you know, we, we trust that we can rally to the ball and stop you and, and all, and then, and then we'll get another shot on third down. And, Okay, whatever. Freaking whatever. Let's take a break. We'll come back and hear from caller number five. 
We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Hey, this is caller number five. What's up? Just, um, just heard the press conference that LaFleur had. Now, uh, I, could, I could understand not firing him, right? I wanted it to happen, of course, but I understand not doing it, right? Uh, all the really smart people who love to say, they're never going to do that. They were never going to fire him. Yeah. yeah uh, oof, I almost cursed. Yeah, I, I know that, man. I know that. I understand that they weren't going to do it in all likelihood. What I don't understand is why he came out there and spouted his nonsense defense of, right. of this because right. he essentially blamed the players. Ex- now, maybe not everyone Thank feels you. like that's what he did, but that's what it felt like he did because he said they're never in the right spots. This is day one install stuff, and there's bad communication or no communication, and now he has to help. Now he has to take his time away from the offense to help the defense, right? So instead of firing this abomination of a defensive coordinator that you now admit to having to help because he can't do the job himself, you throw your players under the bus and then let them know that it's acceptable to be bad at your job. In this building, it is acceptable. Unbelievable. Sorry for cursing, sorry for cursing. Anyway, I'm curious what the rest of the fans are going to say. I'm tired of hearing defenses for this. That's all I got. Thanks. Bro, you and I are are at the exact same spot right now. Like, it's... it's 
I mean, I just, I, I mean, I've, I've and I'm going to talk. I mean, tomorrow's podcast, you basically just did it. You don't even listen, need to listen to the first, first segment of tomorrow's podcast because caller number five just hit on it. And I think the Devondre Campbell thing really punctuated this. Again, my hope is that the anger by the players is directed toward the defensive coordinator, but I don't think so because we've all sat here and listened to the coach blame the players over and over again. And yes, there are some casual mentions of like, we as coaches need to be better. Like that's a freaking throwaway line that everybody says no matter what, even if the coaches didn't do a freaking thing wrong. And as I said, I don't know if it was on this podcast or tomorrow's or whatever, but they did the same freaking thing. Matt LaFleur specifically did the same thing last year with Aaron Rodgers, and it ticked me off. He refused to ever blame Rodgers. Not one time did he ever blame Rodgers when Rodgers was playing like dog crap last year. Now, it's one thing to, to, to be like, well, you, you know, you get your guys back. Fine, fine. Mike McCarthy was great at that, too. But you know what? He got everybody's back. He didn't selectively get Aaron Rodgers back and throw everybody else under the bus and blame the receivers and blame the offensive line and and blame your coaching staff to defend Rodgers. That's a great way to isolate everybody else and make everybody else resent you on the team. I I mean, again, I, I don't know if any of this is real or just perceived, but I know for a fact that Devondre Campbell is pissed. I'm getting a very, very strong sense that Jair has a very similar feeling. Not that he's necessarily not hurt. I don't think that that's true at all. I think he's hurt. But what did Devondre say? I don't want to play if I'm hurt anymore because I'm the one that's going to get thrown under the bus for not playing perfectly. When I'm going out of my way to play with an injury, to try to freaking help you, when I don't even need to be out there, so you know what my attitude is? Screw it. I'm not 100%. I'm not playing. If I'm going to get the blame, especially, by the way, when Joe Barry sucks at his job, which he does, and uh, we pretty much know that. I'll talk about that tomorrow, too. How we know that um, Devondre Campbell is not a big fan of Joe Barry and thinks he sucks at his freaking job. But imagine your defensive coordinator sucks and you get thrown under the bus for not playing perfectly when you're out there playing with an injury. And, and, and it's so stupid. You defend Aaron Rodgers and he's going to be out the door. How stupid is that? And then you defend Joe Barry and he's going to be out the door. Everybody on this team has been thrown under the bus over and over and over again for guys that aren't even in the building for stuff that isn't even their fault, refusing to blame the people that are actually responsible. Again, if you want to just, you have to pick, man. Either I'm refusing to throw anybody under the bus, which is a completely fair stance, or I'm going to make people accountable for their mistakes. You cannot say, I refuse to throw this person under the bus, but I will throw everybody else under the bus to protect that person who is culpable. I mean, that that's such bullcrap. And if that is the case, and you know I am not a fire Matt LaFleur guy, at all. My fear is that there has been such irreparable damage to this team such that the players don't want to play for Matt LaFleur. I'm hoping that's not the case, but this stuff can spread like a cancer. You're seeing these weird things from Jair. Now you're seeing it from Devondre Campbell. We got three more weeks left. How many more weeks of of Matt LaFleur going up and saying, these guys are not doing the right thing? and isolating his players while the players get together. You think they don't talk? You think they're not texting? You think they're not going back and forth? Dude, that was BS. Dude, F this team. F Matt LaFleur. F these guys. You think it's just a coincidence that Jair and Devondre came to the same conclusion around the same time? Or do you think it's because they're saying the same things to each other? Maybe they're having conversations. Matt LaFleur is pissing me off. And again, as much as I understand not firing him, I'm now looking at it going... You might have needed to. 
because this group seems to me, and, and maybe I'm misreading the situation. I will put the caveat in there for the 10th time. Maybe this isn't real. Maybe I'm misreading it. This is a hypothetical. But if what I'm describing is true, he needed to be fired right then and there because a message needed to be sent to the locker room. You guys don't deserve this. You guys deserve better. We need to send a message to the locker room as well as to the public that the problem in Green Bay, Wisconsin is the coaching, not the players, period. And that the coaching needs to be fixed and the Green Bay Packers organization will rectify the situation. They're going to do it for the fans, for the organization, as well as for the players. So now if you're not going to do it, and if we go up against Carolina, which is... Again, a bottom three offense in the NFL, although we are a bottom three defense right now. Again, we'll get into that tomorrow. And this defense lays an egg. I, I, I again, I don't care how unra- uh, irrational you think it is. He has to be fired. And if you go to the freaking podium and start talking about players making mistakes, I'm going to lose my mind. You are going to have a freaking mute. We're not going to have a football team because they're going to refuse to play for our head coach. <sighs> So again, I just really hope that a lot of the angst is toward the defensive coordinator and that Matt LaFleur can just be the offensive guy and stick with the offense because I think there's a good thing going on there. Very young, very impressionable. Uh, Keep the positive energy over there. Jordan Love is, you know, he's got, you know, the guys all locked up and locked in. Like they're going to, you know, it's a very different dynamic between the offense and the defense. Get a defensive guy in there. Let him build the culture. Tell him. You know, he can tell Matt, you stay the hell out of my room. You go over there. Me and the boys are going to fix this thing. We're going to get this thing going and do your own thing. You don't have to worry about Matt LaFleur, and we can repair this thing that way. I just don't want additional damage being done to this organization. Do not allow any damage to be done to this locker room for the sake of Joe Barry, who will not have a job here next year. That is the dumbest freaking thing I could possibly imagine. I don't care if he's your best friend. I don't care if you guys are going out for pizzas later that night. You throw him directly under the bus and then just deal with whatever the repercussions are. His wife's going to be glaring at you all night. I don't give a crap. Suck it up. (sighs) Jersey Mike. Hey, Ryan, it's Jersey Mike. So, uh, we got the news from Matt LaFleur. Um... Yeah, Joe Barry's not going anywhere right now. And according to Eric Stokes, he's got to be stickier in his coverage on Mike Evans. <laughs> when that's not what the call was. But what happened? Right, so yeah, it's the player's fault. Eric Stokes, who's been out for over a year, first game back, allows like two plays to one of the better you know, wide receivers in the NFL. And, and what's, what's, the, uh, what's the situation? Stokes' fault. Obviously. Because, you know, the explosive plays, according to Joe Barry, that shit gets you beat. <laughs> no way. Bro, bro, come on. Like, like, seriously? Okay, at this point, at this point, with these excuses coming from Matt LaFleur, is it time to start talking about we need to fire LaFleur? Because now, now, now I'm starting to get there. If, if LaFleur can I, I hate that I'm even entertaining it. And again, I don't want Matt LaFleur fired. But if what we're... This is all hypothetical. If this stuff is true, is it on the table? Yes. Especially if he continues this. And if we carry this into next year and whatever negativity was there still carries over, 
it's 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 a hundred percent on the table. I'm just I'm just I'm going to take the assumption that emotions are high, especially after a loss, right? Guys like Devondre Campbell are especially worked up, but then they're competitors. They get into it. Like, we're going to go after Carolina. We're going to smash the crap. Like, we're going to do all this if he even plays, which he probably won't. Um, you know what I mean? Like, we're, we're going to get after it. We're going to be fine. And when things are good next year with a new defensive coordinator, the optimism is going to be high. Everyone's going to be excited. This will all be in the past. We're all just riding the emotions right now. But... If that's not the case, and if this continues into next year, and these guys don't want to play for Matt LaFleur, is it on the table? Yes, because he did it to himself. Because that's the dumbest freaking thing you could possibly do. When Joe Barry is not good at his job to continually get up there and say, well, you know, the calls are right. These guys just, they, they just got to learn to play better. Freaking A, man. Let's be critical of Joe Barry and say he has not been doing right. Right. If we're still having communication issues this late in the season, something is clearly wrong, and that starts from the top. If he can't come out and say those words, right. if Joe Barry can't be fired because he clearly cannot run this defense, and if, if you're saying, oh, you know, who the heck are we going to have? I don't know. I don't care. Somebody, anybody. Again, I'll take a 12-year-old that plays. And again, that's that's not the issue at this point. We are going to promote somebody from within, and I expect them to suck. And I also expect them to be fired next year. That isn't the point. The point right now is we need to save this locker room. This has never been about 2023 anyways. This is about 2024, 5, 6, 7, 8. And you're ruining the future for the sake of what? You don't want Joe Barry to go anywhere? Like, I got to go back to the tape, and he didn't, uh, you know, the, the players are too far off, and they shouldn't. <sighs> oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. That is, give him the playbook, and he'll call defense better than freaking Joe Barry. At this point, at this point, Matt LaFleur, you're officially on my hot seat. If you do not come out after all of these things, and fire Joe Barry in the offseason, or start being critical of him. Okay, sorry, not the offseason. If we lose out of playoff contention, yes. there is basically no chance of us getting into the playoffs, and Joe Barry still has his job, I am going to say that Matt LaFleur needs to walk out of the building. He needs to be gone. Fired. But... If he fires him, then we can talk. But I'm done with this butt buddy crap, and it needs to be taken out of MLS hands. He is not allowed to pick the next defensive coordinator. At this point, I don't think he's got the capability to choose the right person for the job. Anyway, let's see. Let's see if anything changes, which I highly doubt it will, because the Packers never do anything that we want them to do. Anyway, go Pack, go. Yeah, and again, this this just comes down to the whole like. Matt LaFleur does that one thing well, which, Jersey Mike, you don't even agree with that, so I understand your position as far as play calling, but outside of that, there's serious questions. And now it's gone from, like, you know, he's not necessarily a, a great motivator to you are freaking sabotaging the locker room with the way that you're handling this. And and again, I think this extends into last year when you throw everybody under the bus to, to protect Aaron Rodgers and now you're going to throw everybody under the bus to protect Joe Barry. And we're seeing publicly defensive players coming out in rebellion. And now you're saying Devondre doesn't have to practice. Oh, we, we want to let his body heal and all that stuff. Right. Be, it, it, the, the problem is now he's recognizing 
like, oh, shoot, he's mad that I said that. And, and oh, yeah, well, like, I, I don't want him to be mad, so I'm just going to, like, cave and let him not practice and get healthy. This was preventative. I mean, anybody with freaking two brain cells to rub together could recognize what you're doing to the locker room. But now that it's crumbling, you're, you're going to slap a Band-Aid on it. Like, oh, okay, you don't have to practice. Like, please don't be mad. That isn't the issue, dude. Devondre will practice. He's, he's fine to practice. I, I, even, even I got to put the kids to bed. I'll be right back. Let's, let's take a break. I'll be right back. All right, continuing my thought real quick, because this isn't meant to be for me so much, but you know how sometimes like there might or might not be a stereotype about women being complicated and there might be a situation where let's say there's an argument and the wife in this scenario or girlfriend, I suppose, because if you're married, you should know this, but she says, I just need some time to be alone and storms off and closes the door. And you're like, dope. And then you grab the remote and start watching TV. And then like 30 seconds later, she comes storming out and just looks at you. And you pause the TV and look at her like smiling like, oh, how are you feeling? And she's like, are you serious? And you're like, what the heck did I do? You said you wanted to be alone. I'm watching TV. You want to watch? I'm watching The Office. She's mad because... What you're supposed to do is not be like, dope, and just watch TV. You're supposed to be like, no, honey, please, and you chase her into the bedroom, right? Apparently, some people, that's a thing. I don't know. I, I, I saw it on a movie one time. The point of all that is, you've got Jair being like, yeah, I'm not feeling good. And they're like, okay, you don't have to play. And then Devondre's like, you know what? If you guys are going to screw with me, and you're going to throw me under the bus, then I'm not going to play for you hurt. And I'm hurt, so I'm not playing. And what do they do? They're like, okay, you don't have to practice. We'll check back in with you in a week. Bro, they want to play. They want to practice. They want to be on the defense. They, Good Lord, you can't be that dumb. They don't want you to go, okay, you can sit out if you're sad. You're, 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 you're focusing on the wrong part of the statement. I'm sacrificing my very hurt body and putting myself on the line and risking further injury to help this defense. As a result, I'm not at 100%. So I can't do quite as much, so maybe you should help me out. And then you don't, and then it doesn't work super well, and then you throw me under the bus, and I say, if that's how it's going to be, then I'm not going to do this anymore. And you say, okay, you don't have to do it anymore. No! You're supposed to look at the first part and go, you know what? You're right. I'm a douchebag, and I shouldn't have done that, and I won't do that anymore. So I'm going to change. Things around here are going to change. And you know what I want from you? I, I, I'm committing to changing, and here's how. And we know what I want from you. I want you to keep being you. I want you to keep committing. I want you to keep working as hard as you've been working. I want you to keep putting your body on the line the way that you've been doing it. I want you to commit to this team, and if you commit to this team, I will commit to you. And you know what? Guys like Jair and guys like Devondre Campbell will do that because that's what they do. They're workers. They're going to do that for you. You think Devondre wanted a week off? Oh, you're so stupid. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Again, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he did want a week off. Maybe that's, maybe that's what the whole tweet was about. It wasn't about, hey, I don't like being mistreated. And, uh, and all that, what he really meant was the second part of it where he's like, I just need some time off. I need my body to recover. 
this is my fault. It's on me. I haven't been playing well. I just need some more time to recover. And they're like, fine, I will be gracious enough to give you that time. <sighs> boy, oh boy. Hey, Ryan. That game sucked. I yeah. think, uh, oh, sirs, it's going on 5 p.m. East Coast time. And, uh, I keep Googling Joe Barry's name and I don't find any articles about him being without a job. It's very baffling. Yeah. I've not been on the fire at all train, but just this, these last weeks compounded. And, um, I don't know. I think that I, you know, you always got to go back and watch, but the, honestly, the two things I noticed, Devondre Campbell getting cooked in coverage time and time again. And, um, Eric Stokes, I know he's coming back and everything, but it looks like he got beat quite a few times also. Um, maybe maybe that's not what actually happened. You know, like I said, that's my impression from the live game. That That is what happened. And again, I just want to wanna emphasize a couple things here. Eric Stokes has been out for a year with an injury. This is his first game back. He got beat by Mike Evans with no help. Where were the safeties? They didn't exist. So why why is he on an island... And I don't give me all that. Well, I thought that's what you wanted. That's not what I want. I didn't say anything about that's what I wanted. I want you to not be a freaking moron. That's what I'm asking for. I don't give a crap about man versus zone or press versus off. I don't care. Don't be a freaking moron is what I'm asking for. So maybe don't put him on an island against Mike Evans. Maybe don't put a very hurt inside linebacker by the name of Devondre Campbell man-to-man all day long against a slot corner, and he's constantly getting cooked, and then we look at him like, why do you suck? That shouldn't be the case over and over and over. You're right. That's exactly what happened in this game. I don't know why that continued to happen. I, I you know, um, essentially to see, um, I think the offense largely played well. Um, the freaking announcers, I'm sorry. The freaking announcers were even, I mean, when the announcers are calling you out during the game, you know it's a problem. What are they saying the whole game? I don't know why Devondre Campbell's man-to-man, but that's not a, a, a matchup he's going to win very often. And I think I heard that five times in the game. You know, there I see a few miscues, but, you know, for I, I think overall they played well enough to win the game. Um, you know, we should have had 26 points because before continues to go for it on fourth down, I have always liked to go for it on fourth down mentality. But at this point, we're not doing it. So unless you're close enough for a tush push, I just want the three points because if we took the two field goals, then at the end of the game there, we could get the ball back and be down by eight instead of 14. Um, so I just, I want to start taking the points because um, I just think it's going to position us better. Like I said, unless you can do the tush push, do that. But um, yeah, I don't know. Frustrated. And just hoping Joe Barry gets fired. Obviously, this one is not going to happen. But if, if he's back next season, yep. I'm out on LaFleur. I love LaFleur, but I, I, if he does not man up and not bring Joe Barry back after the season, that's it. I'm, I'm going to be done with him because I'm over it. Um, go back home. Yeah, I, I hate to claim something as entirely mine in a massive fan base, but I feel as though I have been one of the more ardent supporters of Matt LaFleur through this whole thing, but I would agree. And, and I'll even take it a step further as one of the most ardent supporters of Mark Murphy and Brian Gutekunst, I'm going to have to sit here and say, why would you allow him to make that decision? Like, I mean, this this has to be, there are layers of safety and protection against this decision. Matt LaFleur needs to be smart enough to know that this isn't the thing. And again, if, if Mark Murphy and Brian Gutekunst want to allow him to make the right decision, but then when he decides, I think we, well, what I would like to do is bring Joe Barry back. At that point, you say, I'm sorry, but we're not going to allow you to make that decision. Or 
We just don't even bother with that uncomfortable situation. And we meet with Matt and we say, listen, um, I know this isn't necessarily our territory. And I don't know. I'm I'm sure you are going to come to this same decision anyways. We just wanted to let you know before you spend all this time trying to dig up the film and figure all these things out. Joe Barry will not be back here with us. We will not be giving him a contract. So that's the situation. That's on us. That's not on So you can tell him that essentially, you know, you can go to Joe and be like, hey, they just sat me down and told me that, that you know, in fact, you know what? Don't even talk to him. We're going to go talk to him right now. We're just going to go let him know that he won't be back with us um, and that you had nothing to do with this. That way the pressure's off of you. You know what I mean? Like th- this is what needs to happen. I mean, after the season or whatever it is, like if you're, if you're going to let Matt continue this whole thing, fine. But when the season's done, Mark Murphy and Brian Gutekunst, or just one of the, I don't really give a crap, you need to go to Joe Barry and just say, we won't be requiring your services next year. Matt LaFleur did not make this decision. I did. And that's it. And then you part ways. And then you go talk to Matt and say, just so you know, he's already gone. He won't be coming back. So let's get started on the process of finding a new defensive coordinator. And the problem with that is similar to Matt LaFleur going and having to help Joe Barry do his job. When you have Mark Murphy, the owner, have to come in and usurp your role, essentially, of who your defensive coordinator is going to be. That's not a great thing. I shouldn't have to do that. Now, again, we can just pretend he was going to do that anyways and assume that he was going to do that anyways. But I, I just, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, Ryan, this is Aaron. Um, just giving you a quick call because uh, I've never really been in the camp that's been like, fire Barry, fire Joe. I love how everybody, including myself, has made that exact statement. Like, I've never been like a big like fire Joe Barry guy. Maybe, maybe I've dabbled. But, uh, yeah, I'm in it now. Barry, Joe Barry needs to be fired. Um, but the last couple of weeks have been kind of a tipping point for me where it's just like, you know, it's got to happen. Um, when it happens is going to hopefully they can find the right person. Um, however, we don't know exactly when it's going to happen. Um, but I just figured I'd give you something your back pocket to use when it eventually does happen. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm going, so if you remember in the office when <laughs> Toby leaves to go to Costa Rica, there's mm-hmm. a certain song that Michael sings for him. So, yep. keep can... this in your back pocket for when it eventually happens. Alright. Goodbye, Barry! It's been nice! Hope you find your Sorry, that was pretty awful. Um, but anyways, oh boy, peace out, Barry. That was something. I thought you were gonna like play a YouTube version of it or something. Oh man, that's gotta make a. a that's gotta. We gotta. We gotta do that again. We gotta do that again. In fact, I mean, we're going on eleven o'clock. I think we should end this thing. Um, Aaron, why don't you just go ahead and take it away for us, boss? And uh, you guys have a good rest of your night. Have a good one. Bye-bye.